0: You're listening to a podcast presented by OrchardRadio.com, Washington Community College's own internet radio station. For more information, please contact us at radio at wccnet.edu. Good evening, listeners. This is T. Green here representing OrchardRadio.com, Washington Community College's own internet radio station. We play what you want to hear. And tonight we are bringing you a brand new podcast. The Mixed Hits Reloaded podcast. So first we brought you Mixed Hits. Then we switched it up to Mixed Hits Reloaded. And now we're hitting you with the Mixed Hits Reloaded podcast. Uh, During these times of the coronavirus, uh, the ability to record from our radio station has been compromised. So in the meantime, we're going to put on these podcasts... And hope you'll be entertained by those just as much as you were by our radio programs. And for this podcast, I'm going to take you through the artists of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. And just do a little recap, a little breakdown of their career from their humble beginnings to their biggest successes all the way to present day and things that are coming up for them. And for this inaugural podcast, I'm going to take a look at one of the biggest rock and roll icons of the 80s, and that is Miss Cindy Lauper. Uh, She was, when you talk about the 80s, you think of Michael Jackson, you think of Madonna, but you don't have to go too far down the list to get to Cindy Lauper. As a representation of that time period. Uh, she had it all. She had the charisma, the flair, the the wild flat fashion, the crazy hair colors, you know, a lot of reds, a lot of yellows, oranges. Uh, she was as visible as just about anyone in the 80s. Uh, but we're going to start by taking you back to the previous decade, the 1970s, where she began by singing in a number of different cover bands throughout the 70s. Uh, Like many artists, she had to kind of work her way through the ranks, uh, pay her dues, you know, working small gigs, uh, doing other people's songs, you know, in the hopes of getting noticed by somebody. And certainly she did... Uh, but she almost didn't make it there because in 1977, she had damaged her vocal cords and it there was a big question as to whether she was going to be able to sing again. But fortunately, she was able to get that fixed and continue on. Uh, she hooked up with a sax player named John Turi, and they started doing this group called Blue Angel in the late 70s into the early 80s. Uh, eventually, they were picked up by the Almond Brothers manager, Steve Masarki, as he decided he was interested enough in them to want to manage them as well. So they, they did their thing for a couple years, and then they split off when record labels expressed interest in Cindy as a solo artist. She had resisted that at first, as some people do, you know, some people don't want to abandoned the band or the 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 people that they kind of came up with but hey when it's your time it's your time so she went on and broke off to do her own thing and from that point on she became a megastar in 1983 she released her debut solo album she's so unusual that ended up going six times platinum in the U.S. It peaked at number four on the Billboard 200 charts. And she had four singles that reached the top five, including Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Time After Time, and Bop," and All Throughout the Night. All Through the Night, excuse me. And... Through that, those singles and the album as a whole, she ended up winning Best New Artist at the 1985 Grammys. Another award she took home was the Moon Man Award for Best Female Music Video at the 1984 MTV Music Awards. That was actually the first MTV Music Award, so she won the inaugural award for that particular category. And, you know, of course, the girls just want to have fun. Music videos one of the most iconic videos of all time. You had the wrestler Captain Lou Albano playing her father. You know, she was being kind of the bratty daughter of sorts. Um, so. With that MTV Music Award. Uh, that set her on the path of being one of the big names of the early MTV era. In the 80s you know, alongside those names I mentioned before, like Madonna and Michael Jackson and so many others. And, you know, the, the cool thing about it is that when she debuted, she was, uh, just turned 30 years old, uh, right before her, not long before her debut album dropped, you know, these days our culture is so youth obsessed, you know, uh, And and it doesn't have to be anything wrong with that. Uh, But, you know, sometimes we kind of, especially when it comes to women in music, sometimes we kind of toss them aside once they reach a certain age. You know, we're all obsessed with the teeny boppers, the 18-year-olds, 21-year-olds, you know, and so on. But she was able to capture the... You know, imagination and the 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 hearts of all types of people. Um, even that being a relatively older age for coming onto the pop and rock scenes. Uh, so that was certainly something that she was able to get past. And you know, it'd be it'd be great if we could see more of that today, or see artists continue to have long careers, even after they leave their ultra young stages. I mentioned the girls just want to have fun video uh, with the wrestler, captain Lou Albano. Uh, wrestling was a big thing in the eighties. There there were, there were different eras throughout the world of professional wrestling in the eighties mainly was the rock and wrestling era. There was this fusion between the rock stars of the eighties and the wrestlers of that time getting together to uh collaborate on different projects and events uh hulk hogan served as her manager at one point on different television events and he was he was as big a name as there was back in those days uh at the first ever wrestlemania cindy lauper managed women's wrestler wendy richter accompanying her to the ring for her match uh, so Cindy Lauper, she, she had her hand in a lot of things. She, she had a song for the Goonies soundtrack that reached the top 10. Like she just, she just owned that decade. And, you know, looking back, as I said, at the beginning, she was one of those faces that you just couldn't escape, you know, now I wasn't around for Much of the 80s, so I certainly don't really have memories of that, but, you know, from everything I've seen and researched and read, uh, you know, Cyndi Lauper was a game changer. Uh, She continued that success into her second album with True Colors in 1986. That went two times platinum, still a strong performance. She got her second number one single with True Colors, the title track. And she also had a number three hit with Change of Heart. And then to close the decade, 1989's Night to Remember uh, was still critically acclaimed, but the sales were dropping some. Uh, She still managed to eke out another top ten single with I Drove All Night. And as the 80s closed, that kind of closed the book on her commercial success. Although she was, the next couple albums, she was still able to sell pretty high in countries abroad. Uh, but, you know, as you got through the 90s and 2000s and 2010s, uh, you know, as as it happens to most artists, you know, they, they kind of fade from the public consciousness, you know, uh, and, you know, the public might not be buying what you're selling anymore, you know, the quality still may be there, and I have no reason to believe that her quality dropped off in any significant way, but times change and people move on. Even the biggest artists of all time uh, hit that point. So, you know, in the present the day, she she is still continuing to make music, um, collaborating with a number of different artists from the past to the present. She even at even several decades into the business, into the entertainment industry, she still serves as a choreographer for different Broadway events, um, musicals, film, all types of things. Uh, One important thing that she does and is maybe her biggest passion is her advocacy for the LGBT community and she's been doing that pretty much her whole career um. and she certainly became an icon of the LGBT community as well as many of the other female artists of that day and continuing on throughout the last 30-40 years and she fit into that category Um, she contributes to LGBT causes, she's been involved in foundations non-profits she's dedicated several of her performances uh, to various members of the lgbt community especially those who have struggled with homelessness and poverty and bullying so she she's certainly she's certainly put her feet into the ground and and been doing this for many many years as far as upcoming things for Cindy Lauper, one thing that's in the works is a show on Netflix, a comedy show that she's planning on doing with Jane Lynch, the actress from Glee. You may know her from remember her from Glee. Uh, they're working on a comedy that is going to be a modern take on the Golden Girls. Uh, and I, I think if it's executed well enough, it certainly could see a lot of critical and commercial success. Um, You know, even, even people who weren't around or who were barely live when the golden girls had its first run, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody knows the golden girls. Everybody knows Betty white. Uh, And we are fortunate to have Betty still with us on this earth. And maybe in the future, if this show gets off the ground, Betty will make a guest appearance or two at some point on that show. But I think a modern take on Golden Girls with Cyndi Lauper would certainly uh, be very colorful, very dynamic. And you add in kind of the modern things that have permeated the society in the last 30 years. And the possibilities are endless, endless. So you know to sum it up um Cindy Lauper she she was as influential i mean she's up there in terms of influence in terms of rock and roll in terms of pop music in terms of her image her style um especially for women and girls who admired her back then and looked looked back at her, the history of her career now. Uh, you know, I remember when I was younger, I remember there was this artist named, I know Jay, who in the late nineties covered one of Loppers hits time after time. And I loved that song back then. And, you know, when I went back and looked at the original artist who did it, I was a big fan as well and time after time was one of the songs i played on mixed hits when we were doing our 80s phase uh you know playing the hits from that decade a few weeks ago so i mean yeah you know, i mentioned the wrestling i mean she she was pop culture personified and you know we're very grateful that she was able to make those contributions to the world of entertainment and she's still continuing to mentor and help current entertainers now and hey she's one of the best people you can learn from so that that I mean it's it's hard to wrap it all up in the bow but um she certainly made her mark on the music industry and in entertainment in general so this pretty much wraps up the first podcast for Mixed Hits Reloaded we're going to come back next week with another artist uh, who that is well I have to make that a bit of a surprise so we shall see uh, so for OrchardRadio.com this is T. Green and have a good night, and we will see you next time. For any and all updates on the COVID virus, please go to Washington Community College's homepage at wccnet.edu.